What's up, folks? I'm your host, Keith Mattier, and welcome to the Normalized Excellence Podcast, where I provide you with information grounded in research and proven methods to inspire you to focus on the process of high achievement rather than the outcome alone. This podcast is designed to help you double down on your values, learn some new tips and tactics, and give you some inspiration and motivation to normalize excellence across all aspects of your life. Thank you for joining me, and now it's time to normalize excellence. Let's get it. What's up, Excellence Tribe? For the next few episodes, I'll be using lessons from sports to convey my point about the things we can do on a daily and or weekly basis to normalize excellence. In this episode, I'm going to explain how the best coaches use a halftime procedure to make adjustments to win the game and then show you how you can do the same thing by taking 15 to 20 minutes to make adjustments for the second half of your week or to double down on what went well for you during the first half of your week. This is personally one of my favorite episodes of the season because I use halftime reports. And if I didn't have halftime reports, I wouldn't have those solid weeks when I'm trying to recover. or I wouldn't have those good weeks when I'm trying to double down on the things that I've already done well. So hopefully you can learn something from this episode and hopefully you can implement halftime reports into your weekly strategy, into your weekly toolkit so that you can normalize excellence. Halftime report. In the first episode, I explained how we can view our week like it's a sporting event. Sunday through Tuesday can be viewed as the first half. Wednesday can be viewed as halftime. And then Thursday through Saturday can be viewed as the second half of the game. But now we got to talk about what to do during halftime. That brings me to the halftime report, which is basically a streamlined reflection protocol to help you target what adjustments you need to make. All teams are going to use some variation of a halftime report. You aren't going to find too many sports or too many coaches where the coach isn't going to say anything during to their players during halftime but that doesn't mean all teams are going to use that halftime period effectively some are going to master that opportunity and some teams are going to waste that opportunity one team that mastered the opportunity is the golden state warriors back like a few years ago they were smacking teams in the head in the third quarter they were outscoring teams in the third quarter by like 10 points or something crazy like that this top five in nba history You can't find too much on how Steve Kerr and the Warriors executed their halftime protocol, but luckily, the Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator studied the Warriors and he stole it from them. Here's Wink Martindale, the defensive coordinator from the Ravens on stealing the Warriors' halftime routine. One of the things I think that's helped us at halftime, we we did a study on on Steve Kerr and the Warriors, uh, you know, because they have short halftimes. We only got 12 minutes, right, at halftime. So it really has to be like an Andy Pitt crew in there, if you will, if you could see the thing, you know, the, the players are going to the bathroom, we got to get them back, you know, some of them are in the training room getting something fixed or, you know, something taped or something else, so it's got to be a bang-bang thing, and, 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 you know, the assistants do a great job, you know, I'll, I'll address them first and, and talk about three bullet points, and then the assistants, every assistant has their role and how they do with their position and everything else, so it's, 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 it's worked really well. The Ravens, they mastered the second half. They didn't allow a single touchdown. And they ranked first in the league in three super significant categories. First, total points allowed. Second, yards per play. And third, opponent's quarterback rating. In other words, they strapped them boys up. In general, though, the benefits of using the halftime protocol is that it streamlines the reflection period and gives you an efficient way of focusing on the adjustments that you need to make. 
How is a sports halftime report related to our life though? Sports isn't the only place where you need to make adjustments. We all have to make adjustments across every domain of our life. If you don't make adjustments, you're toast. Simple as that. But to be honest, this isn't about convincing you to reflect and make adjustments. We all do that, whether that's being in the shower, during your commute, or during your downtime. Instead, though, I want to convince you of using an actual protocol for evaluating your progress and determining what adjustments you need to make for whenever you make it to the halfway mark of whatever you're working on. What are some examples? Some examples are Wednesday, which is the halftime of your week and the most obvious one. But it can also work on goals that are projects or deliverables, papers, initiatives, projects. But it's really, really, really going to work on anything that's time-based, whether that be 30-day challenges, 90-day challenges, or your goals for the year. How can we do this? How can we apply a halftime report to our personal lives? I'll walk you through the logistics of my halftime routine for Wednesday. So at the end of the night, right after our journal, I go to an Excel spreadsheet and I mark off what I did and what I didn't do. So every component of my morning routine, working on content for the podcast and for the newsletter, finding clarity and doing all of the adulting bull job that I got to do and working out and getting my calories in. So after I check off everything, I evaluate each and everything, task and attention, whatever you want to call it. And then I give it a score. So because it's Wednesday and I'm talking about the weekly um, halftime report, that means I should have done everything at least four times. So when I score it, my score is either going to be 0, 25, 50, 75, or 100%. And I'm scoring each one of those tasks. To be clear, I'm not scoring the entire day. Like I said, I'm scoring the individual tasks. So then I look at my three lowest score tasks or intentions or whatever you want to call it, and I create what James Clear calls an implementation intention. I'll link an article by James Clear in the show notes about implementation intentions, but the short story is this. The implementation intention is I will execute X behavior at Y time in Z location. So for example, if I'm not working on content because I was working in the bed and then I'm going to sleep or I have too many distractions at the house for whatever reason and I want to make an adjustment, I'll create an implementation intention or what I now call it an intentionality statement that says I will work on researching content for the newsletter from 8.30 to 10 at Starbucks. And then I'll send my scorecard and my three intentionality statements to Jared, my accountability partner, so he can text or call me to hold me accountable and make sure that I'm executing on my intentionality statements for the rest of the week and to make sure that I finish the week strong. So it's different levels to it. You can have level one, which is basically what most people are doing in the status quo, which is they randomly, casually, or whenever they have time, they're thinking about the adjustments that they need to make. You can do level two, which is the halftime report. You pick three things that you're gonna focus on typically the three lowest things that you scored on in the first half of the week, and then you use implementation intentions to make the adjustments. Or you can do level three, which is the halftime report, pick three, and use the implementation intentions, and then you send it to an accountability partner so that they can be on you, right? So excellent shot. I challenge you to commit to at least the second tier of making halftime adjustments. So again, what does that look like? Three parts. One, Sit down for 10 to 20 minutes and review how your week is going by intentionally reviewing your performance on each of your intentions or goals or tasks for that week. 
Two, identify the three things that you need to improve on, or if you're having a good week, the things that you need to double down on for the second half of the week. And then three, create an implementation intention to sharpen your focus on those tasks and those goals. Kill the day, more life, normalize excellence. Whoa, 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 whoa. Before you go, if you like this episode and you want some bonus content of me and Jared getting on the podcast together and having a conversation slash interview of each other discussing how we use our halftime reports to make sure that we're executing on our intentionality statements, make sure that we're dialing in for the rest of the week, go ahead and text me, man. If you want that bonus content, so you can be like, dang, how does this actually play out with two people who are both using their halftime reports to motivate each other, to get dialed in, to get locked and loaded, dedicated, activated, motivated, all that type of stuff, man, just go ahead and text me. Also, if you were inspired or motivated by anything that you heard today, please, pretty please, leave a four or five star review on wherever you get your podcasts. I even listen to the podcast and I don't want to put a four or five star review on my own thing. You know, I have a bias. So I'm just trying to let the algorithm know that I'm like that and not have to bias, do that in a bias way. You get what I'm saying? But until then, Excellence Tribe, go ahead and kill the day. More life, normalized excellence. Do y'all thing.